Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're turtle bros and bashing all about foes now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you, the blast every other week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geeks speak. I hear you, Rob. My geek speak has crazy tech. We both love Marvel. He loves DC. We're both big nerds since 83. Welcome, everybody, to Geek So To Speak podcast, where we celebrate our inner geek throughout the week. I just want to introduce myself. My name is Shaf. I'm here in Phoenix, Arizona. With me on the line is Wonder Rob in sunny California. Hey, gang. Sunny California, Wonder Rob, coming at ya. (laughs) If you're just joining us and have never listened to us before, we want to let you know about some awesome stuff. So one thing you can always expect is we're going to give you some awesome geek news. We're going to keep you with uh, very entertained with plenty of geek conversations about TV, movies, video games, lots of reviews. What else we got, Wonder Rob? Oh, we got geek games, you know, like Superpower Showdown, one of my favorite segments, mini mystery unboxing. If you'd like to have your ear holes tenderly loved, that sounds gross, <laughs> recap raps. Ooh. We also have those too. Ooh, those are fun. And more. We have so many games actually that I can't even uh, name them all off the top of my head, but rest assured, they are geek-tastic. That's just scratching the surface. So thank you so much for listening. Now please sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the episode. All right. So thank you so much for, for joining us today. We've got an awesome episode planned for you. We want to keep you in the loop on everything happening. There was a lot going on uh, this these past weeks, right? It was, uh, yeah, it was actually... Uh, a, a, a literal smorgasbord of news. <laughs> Try and spell that word. I double dare you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sm- S, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I wasn't gonna try that one either. That we were all alone on that. <laughs> no, yeah. Since our uh, our last gig news segment, uh, it's been a lot, or there's been a lot of news. Quite a lot of news. A lot of stuff we're excited to talk about. So. Shaf, what do you say we just dive on into some of that geek news? Well, I want to, but I got to tell, I have to share something Uh-oh. really, really cool. Okay, so, right. you know, our own version of geek news, this isn't like a news article, but this right. is just as important because this happened to one of us today. Oh, man. I'm going to... Nothing gonna, happened to me today. That's not true. <laughs> so it must be you. No, it did. It happened to you today. What? This was me? This yeah, was this, me? this is all about you. Okay, I'm ready. Hit me all with right. what happened to me. All right, so a, a certain co-host of mine named Wonder Rab uh, recently posted a photo of himself in a... Certain... Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I, know, I don't want to steal your thunder, but I'm just no, going to... you do it. You steal it. Okay. You steal it. 
Okay, so um, he posted a picture of himself in costume as his very, very favorite, most favorite musician of all time. We're talking about the amazing, the wonderful, the incredible, and the weird Al Yick. That's right. My number one hero of all time, and Weird Al. Good old Weird Al. He went ahead on Facebook today, and he happened to select some of his most favorite people donning cosplay outfits of him for Halloween and gave them all a quick shout-out. And none other than a certain Wonder Rob was featured on this post, uh, which is kind of like the best thing other than meeting him in person that probably could have ever happened to you for yeah. for this. I mean, that's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah, I mean, um, it pretty much means that uh, I'm a close personal friend of Al. It really does. Um, and that he uh, listens to Geek, so to speak, and he's my dad. <laughs> now, there's a certain celebrity that kind of got left out of this list. So you basically are a better person overall than this celebrity. Who's that celebrity we're talking about? Oh, yes. Weird Al said uh, distant number two was Paul Rudd dressed as Weird Al for Halloween. So <laughs> and have... his daughter uh, dressed as the Wasp. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a little creepy when you think about it. But uh, yeah. No, um, that proves it right there. Wonder Rob is better than Paul Rudd. Well, how, how many best friends do you guys have out there that are better than Paul Rudd? Probably not too many, but guess what? I do. I have a friend, a best friend that's better than Paul Rudd. Yeah. Hey, Judd Apatow, how about you put me in your next This Is 40 movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he still remembers you from that Disneyland moment. Yeah, when I ran into Paul. De- ah, not Paul Rudd. Ah, Judd Apatow. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't even know my own stories. Yeah, he bumped into Paul. Paul. He he bumped into Judd, and he bumped into Judd's wife Leslie, and uh, it, it didn't go so well. <laughs> I screamed in their faces. I love your movies. <laughs> Thanks is what he said, and then I walked away all smug and self satisfied. <laughs> I just told him. <laughs> oh my gosh it was great it was an epic moment i got to see it uh through saved video so thank you for capturing the moment that was excellent yeah darth vibbert uh long time uh fan darth vibbert recorded that one. Oh well thank you sir thank you for that well now with that being said i think it is now time for some of that geek news nude News, new news. All right, so we have got a crazy jam-packed amount of geek news for you today. So just, uh, just kind of hunker down. Make sure your seat is buckled. It's going to be a wild ride. Wonder Rob, kick it off. Man, there's so much to talk about. I almost, I almost can't pick. So you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick it off with a little Infinity War, because there's Ooh. so much Infinity War news that. I think we just knock out this Infinity War. That sounds right good. Away. Okay, so I'm going to hit you with the first big Infinity War story. Avengers 4 will bring back yet another unexpected, quote, dead, quote, Marvel character. So lately, there's been all these, these little tiny baby little leaks coming out from the Avengers 4 set. Uh, 
And of course, we'll report on a few more of these later in the episode, but right now we're going to focus on this. So uh, for those of you who want to stay spoiler free for Avengers 4, just keep that in mind. We're talking about rumors here. So some of this may be true, maybe not be true or anything in between, but these are just tiny baby little spoilers here. So just keep that in mind. But again, these are all over the internet at this point. So maybe you know it, maybe you don't. Anyway, Marvel characters left and right are coming back from the dead in Avengers 4. So last week, Frank Grillo teased that his character Crossbones, who uh, I would say had a very explosive finale (laughs) Captain America Civil War. He blew up. (laughs) Well played, sir. Well played. is going to be coming back <laughs> in Avengers 4. And it's funny because in the interview that he did when he was telling that, he said, my character's dead. I'm not coming back. So I can pretty much just tell you what's happening. Crossbones comes back <laughs> in Avengers 4. Um, and then he said that that's more of a flashback sort of sequence. Um, since then, though, he's actually gone on record redacting what he said, saying that his character is not in the movie. So uh the 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 marvel dogs might have actually come after him on that one but the big one frank willow crossbones he's a small character yeah it's cool to see him the big one one of the movie's producers has revealed the return of dr strange mentor the ancient one played by tilda swinton so here's the deets at a panel during the austin film festival avengers 4 producer Michael Grillo and screenwriters Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely were discussing the complicated logistics of scheduling so many major stars for the shoot when Grillo, he casually dropped the bomb. I'm going to do it in my Grillo voice. Well, when we got Tilda Swinton, she was just a one-day availability. I sort of imagine that he has a stutter. (laughs) They didn't put that in the quote. When we got Tilda Swinton, she was just a one-day availability. All right, before I move on, what, like, did you have, like, a big shock? Like, what what was your, like, initial reaction to hearing that Tilda Swinton is going to be in this? Oh, I'm so excited, because Doctor Strange was one of my favorite Marvel movies in the MCU, for sure. And uh, to know that she has, you know, a future in some regard, granted, this might be another flashback, but she's kind of a unique character, because she is aware of the multiverse. She's aware of the quantum realm whereas most characters in the MCU were not. So she's a unique person because she introduced Doctor Strange to the multiverse and the quantum realm, so that's how he knows about it. I think I think with Avengers 4 likely including you know the 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 quantum realm in some capacity, probably in a large capacity, I think it totally makes sense to have the ancient one appear. Maybe she's always there. Maybe there's a part of her that exists in the quantum realm. So that would be kind of a cool format to, to see her in. It might be more of like a ethereal, like spiritual form of the ancient one since she technically is dead. She probably transcended. She's more than just like a, an organic person now. She's like something more, I think. That, that's what I would like to see her come back as, sort of in a more of a spiritual form. Yeah, yeah, I could agree with that. Now, you know, these rumors are, are, you know, these are potentially flashback scenes. We know in the leaked photos, we've seen, you know, Thor with his long hair and beard, two eyes, one uh, that was not up Rocket's ass. So his both real eyes. 
Uh, we've seen Captain America in his old Avengers uniform. So, I mean, there's possible, or it's possible that these could be flashbacks. It could be time travel. But with the rumors, you know, Frank Grillo coming back as Crossbones, you've got Dr. Strange Mentor, the Ancient One, potentially coming back. There's been rumors floating around here and there also that Quicksilver could potentially be in the movie also. I mean, it's really just like a, a cattle call of like, hey, remember all these characters? Well, they're all fucking in this movie. And I, for one, could not be more excited, but I really like Tilda Swinton. I thought she did a really good job as the Ancient One. And so I'm, I'm super duper excited about this. So, I mean, time can only tell. Time can only tell. We're going to see it, gosh, in, uh, what is it? It's November now. November, December, January, February, March, April, May. So six months, potentially five months if they release it in April. So, I mean, things are going to happen, people. Things are going to happen. Daddy likes. That's all I'm going to say. Not to mention that we're probably going to get a trailer for Avengers 4 by the end of this month. There's a good chance we're going to get a trailer by the end of this month. That's true. That's true. The rumor is, rumor mill is that we're, well, we're definitely getting an Avengers 4 trailer before the end of the year. Yes. But word on the street is that it's dropping November 29th. November 29th. Oh my so we'll gosh. Have to see. I'm so but that's about in line with last year. Yeah, it last is. Last year it came out about that time too because we uh, we talked a lot. We had, we dedicated a whole episode of Geek, so to speak, just talking about the Avengers 4 trailer. So I'm sure we'll be doing the same thing when it comes out November 29th or later or earlier. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Keeping in line with uh, Avengers 4 news, uh, there's a, a few other articles uh, talking about. So in addition to all these other characters that are coming back from the, the dead, there's also a character that is not dead, but is coming back in a different way than we've ever seen her before. We saw a glimpse of it in Iron Man 3, but for the first time, in it's in her all of her glory, we are going to get to see Gwyneth Paltrow's character, Pepper Potts, finally don the Iron Man armor to become rescue. It's her own specific armor. Rescue. Uh, some, <laughs> some pictures uh, uh, leaked onto various social media. And uh, the pictures showed uh, Gwyneth Paltrow wearing like a purplish silver armor. Uh, which, uh, although it did not have her mask on, it clearly looked like the feminine form of a, an Iron Man costume, which totally uh, lines up with her comic mm-hmm. book character and and taking on the role of, of of rescue, which is really cool. But in addition to that, as often does, uh, Marvel movies tend to be leaked because of their toys. Have you noticed that? It tends it happens a lot. Um, Marvel Legends will. Oh yeah. Like all the Marvel, time. yeah, Marvel Legends will release uh, the the pictures of their action figures, which they've made because of concept art for a movie that is nowhere near out yet, that a trailer hasn't even been released yet. And whenever they release these pictures, you get a little bit of insight about what these characters might actually look like in the movie. And there is a leaked picture of a Marvel Legends character, um, uh, or a, rather a Marvel. Uh, um, I don't want to say Legends because I don't think it's the Legends series, but it's one of the Marvel uh, toys that shows what looks to be a purplish Iron Man character. It's very blurry photo, but you can kind of make it out. And it, based on like who sh- this character is standing next to, it, it's a pretty obvious link to what this person just posted. 
So I definitely think that we're going to get ourselves some, uh, some Pepper Potts as rescue in this movie. That's pretty exciting. What do you think? Yeah, I'm interested in it. Um, I just hope it's not like a big focus just because, I mean, to me, rescue isn't super duper interesting. I mean, she's got Iron Man armor, but it's more like a stripped down version of Iron Man armor. So it doesn't have a whole lot. I don't think Pepper Potts, I mean, I don't have a problem with Pepper Potts in the MCU or anything like that, but I just want to, I just want to see everybody else. So, I mean, I, I want her to have her hero moment, but I don't want the whole movie to be focused around rescue. What I think is really interesting about this picture, uh, if for you out there listening, if you haven't seen it, of course, I mean, feel free to just Google it, you know, uh, Pepper Potts, rescue, Gwyneth Paltrow, you'll find it. The suit's purple, like you said. The arc reactor on her chest, it's the same one that Iron Man had in Infinity War, sort of that, like, I don't want to say a heart shape, but it's like diamond sort of shape, but essentially the nanotech arc reactor. So she has the same one. And the picture, I mean, of course, it's a behind-the-scenes costume it, picture, so it doesn't have all, you know, the fancy special effects that you get before the movie comes out. But her arm, like, it looks like the whole arm is plastic or like cloth almost like you can if you look at it closely like it's bending like like a, a cloth costume would so i'm curious if that's just how the costume is or if they're gonna sort of airbrush all that out by the time it's on screen tough to say but you know it's an interesting twist i just don't want i don't want pepper pots to be the focus i want everybody else to be the focus agreed and agreed. pepper pot i kind of hope it's just a nice but, little moment I hope it's nothing more than like a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Give her a little moment. Give her a little moment. Also give Happy Hogan a suit. Come on. He wasn't even in Infinity War. That's true. That's Put true. him in he it. Was, he was cut. He was on the cutting room floor. Yeah, he's in the deleted scenes. That's all you get. Oh, crikeys. Oh. All right. So that's well, what we'll we're getting for that. But in addition to that news, some other pretty exceptional news. Um, when Rob, do you watch Netflix every now and again? On occasion, I've okay. been known to Netflix and chill by myself. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you watched any of 13 Reasons Why on Netflix? I'll give you 13 Reasons Why I have not. Number one, I don't know what it is. Number two, <laughs> is, it, is it chopped? No. Number three, <laughs> okay, that's all I got. No, I haven't. I haven't seen it. Okay, well, a brief, uh, brief summary. 13 Reasons Why features a story about a, a, a girl in school, high school, and she's suffering from being bullied and, and also other f- stuff that's really, really like messed up, that stuff that high school kids have to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, she, spoiler alert, this is not a surprise, she kills herself. And the rest of the season is sort of about um, the rest of the kids at school learning about how they sort of helped her come to the decision that she should kill herself. And they've learned this through 13 uh, tapes that she has recorded of herself talking that, that are devoted to each of her quote unquote friends. So it's kind of a crazy Netflix series. It's definitely not something you just want to watch to have a good time because it'll depress the hell out of you. But it is a, it is a very interesting show. It touches on a lot of interesting themes But the point I'm trying to make is that the main character, the one who ends up killing herself and she's the main focus of the story, even though she's technically dead in this series, is the character played by the actress Catherine Langford. And Catherine Langford was just announced to have been cast 
in a role, a mystery role in Avengers 4. Now, initially when uh, when this uh, news story broke, everyone was like, oh, she's clearly playing Kate Bishop, uh, who is basically the new version of Hawkeye. But newer information has come out since. So I'm kind of glad that we didn't do our episode like right after this, this article had posted because they've had other stuff happen recently. And now the news articles are rumoring that she's going to be playing the future daughter of none other than um, uh, Tony Stark and Pepper Potts. And she might be playing the character of Morgan, but they're going to uh, clearly do a gender gender bend on, on the character who's normally played by a guy. Um, so this is pretty exciting. If she plans up playing the, the future offspring of these two characters, because we, you know, they sort of hinted at the potential that Pepper might be pregnant and not even know it yet in infinity war. And what if she was, and what if Avengers four, it does take place five to 10 years in the future or more. And Tony sort of gets to meet his daughter and realizes the implications of what he's going to have to sacrifice just to save the world and save his friends and everything kind of crazy. So I don't know who she's going to play for reals, but right now rumoring to be playing the daughter of Iron Man. All right. I'll take it. I thought I heard a rumor that she was going to play death. Really? That'd be interesting. Yeah. I mean, what is she like? 12? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How old is that actress? Oh, I think she's probably in her 20s, I would think. Oh, never mind. That was way off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I heard a couple of rumors that she was going to play Death, a, a couple of rumors that she was going to play Scott Lang's daughter in a time jump, but I, I didn't put too much stock into that one because I thought I heard, I don't remember this one off the top of my head, but that they had already cast another actress as Scott Lang's daughter, even though uh, they had a little girl playing her in Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, but you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, I, I know, uh, 13 reasons why when that show came out, people would not stop talking about it on my timeline. It's like, it's so good. I want to kill myself. It's so good. Oh, I didn't realize it. it was about somebody killing themselves. Yeah. That's so a, that's, somebody that's either made some really tasteless jokes <laughs> or really great jokes. <laughs> Again, it all went right over my head because I wasn't familiar with the show. Um, but, you know, I'm excited about it. It it could be interesting. It sounds to me, you know, potentially they're setting up these characters who who are going to move the MCU forward. You know, if we've got, you know, this, this girl as, you know, Tony Stark and Pepper Potts' young one, or if she ends up being the apprentice to Hawkeye or anything in between. Potentially, you know, these are characters that we're looking at to move on the MCU. And if she's as good as an actress as everybody says she is, I'm fine with it. Sounds yeah. fine to me. Yeah, she is. She's a really good actress. It's interesting though. She she's um, uh, I think she's Australian if I'm not mistaken. But um, she manages to hide the oh! that accent really well. So we'll see. We shall see. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, we shall see. What do you got? What do you got? We got more in Marvel news. We got plenty. Oh, of I got more. Oh, there's tons more. Are you guys ready for this? Now we're sort of past the Infinity War stage. Um, I'm going to talk about something a little de- near and dear to my heart, still Marvel related. I'm talking Disneyland, folks. <laughs> now, yeah, we're a Geek News podcast, and some people may say Disneyland, that doesn't qualify as Geek News. I personally think it does. 
especially in this case, because just recently, just the other day, there were major, major Marvel superhero land details revealed for Disney's California Adventure. So for those of you not in the know, Disney recently announced that they're getting uh, Marvel expansions to Disneyland Paris, uh, Disneyland here in California Adventure, and Hong Kong Disneyland. Um, 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 I think that was it. I don't think that any other place was getting that off the top of my head. But since uh, obviously Shaf and I aren't going to Disneyland Paris anytime soon, and odds are we're not going to visit Hong Kong Disneyland anytime soon, we'll focus or, on or, Disneyland. Or Disneyland Tokyo. Oh man, that's racist. <laughs> that's racist. I just said that for views Hollywood. Express by shop do not entirely represent Wonder Rob's views. I just said that for <laughs> Hollywood Daryl. If he's still listening. <laughs> oh, you know Hollywood Daryl always listen. Uh, for those not in the know, Hollywood Daryl is a is a part-time contributor to the Geek So to Speak podcast and obviously a loyal listener. Okay, so let's hop into the deeps. So Disney's California Adventure is going to be receiving a Disney, or excuse me, a Marvel expansion in the park in the foreseeable future. Um, They recently closed a Bugs Land, which, not my favorite land in the park, although it did have Heimlich's Choo Choo Train, which is quite possibly the worst ride I've ever ridden in any (laughs) theme park, uh, which is why I love to ride it. I especially liked making my wife ride it because she hates it. Um, But it's currently being converted into a space that's going to cater to marvel fans now disneyland of course already has guardians of the galaxy mission breakout which you still haven't ridden nope waiting waiting to what's, ride it what's the last time you were in disneyland Dude, the, was it the last time we went like no. three years ago four years ago it it was probably maybe two or three years ago but it was definitely after Man, yeah it was definitely after uh we we all went together so okay so a lot of news coming out of the additional attractions and things that are going to be happening out at disney california adventure in this marvel land uh number one there's going to be a big avengers a building in the center of the area uh so it's going to be an indoor avengers themed roller coaster so think like space mountain or um Aerosmith Rock and Roller Coaster, if you've ever been to Disney's Hollywood Studios in Florida, but a big indoor Avengers themed roller coaster. Now that sounds badass, if you ask me. Also, Spider Man is getting an interactive screen attraction in the former It's Tough to Be a Bug Theater. Yes! Uh, could be comparable to, this is what it says, it could be comparable to Toy Story Midway Mania. So uh, something very similar to Toy Story Midway Mania, but a Spider-Man type ride. So it says interactive screen attraction. So that also could mean, you know, like Star Tours, for example, you know, motion simulator type attraction. So it's not necessarily like a, a 3D or a 4D movie that you're seeing. Exactly. It's just utilizing that space. Uh, but I'm very excited about this. Doctor Strange doesn't have a ride but he will be in the parks teaching guests the mystic arts in a stage show so probably children sort of like the the star wars show that they have the jedi academy over at disneyland uh marvel fans who are 21 and over who get thirsty while walking around marvel superhero land can cool down with an ant-man microbrew 
<laughs> all right. I know shop's all about that. Well, not, with, that. not with my uh, sobriety uh, enhancement. Oh, your sobriety powers. <laughs> oh, see, the listeners, they don't know about the sobriety enhancement powers yet. They're going to have to keep listening. That'll oh, be that's, a that's a good point. That's a good point. That'll be in a future. Just keep your ears. Keep, consider this an Easter egg for a future episode, but it's Easter. coming very soon. <laughs> um there's going to be tons of food and beverage options in the area of course shopping uh and they'll have a big store that is going to be dedicated to marvel merchandise only um so this is all coming from wdw news today that's the name of the news source um and they have confirmed this through internal documents so it goes well beyond rumors at this point so this is pretty much confirmed outside of Disney coming out and saying this of what we can expect. So the, the area is going to open in two phases. So the first phase begins in 2020 and that's when it opens. And the second phase is set to follow a year or two. So the Avengers ride or the indoor roller coaster is part of phase two. So we're not going to get that immediately, but we'll still get the Spider-Man attraction when it opens up. So that'll probably be the big e-ticket attraction for when it starts. And then, of course, my Ant-Man microbrew. Send me into the multiverse, bitch. Um, <laughs> this all, <laughs> it sounds pretty exciting to me. I mean, there's no hiding it. Again, we don't really talk about it that much on the show, but I'm a, I'm a big Disney Parks fan. As a matter of fact, I got my annual pass, and I've been to Disneyland this year more times than I can count. Uh, <laughs> the perk of moving to California. But I am super pumped with for this and Star Wars Land opening a year earlier. I mean. And then there's this new Mickey Mouse ride. I'm not going to get into it, but a new Mickey Mouse ride that's rumored to be opening in Toontown at this point. Like, it's going to be a goddamn zoo at Disneyland in 2019 and 2020. And I, for one, am looking forward to it. I can't wait to go with you, Wonder Rob. Dude, that's I'm, right. I'm that's right. We're going to have that, so to speak. Maybe we'll do like an episode live from the Disney parks. Oh, we sure will. Marvel Land. We sure will. We'll All figure right. It out. It's going to be amazing. That's also an Easter egg for a future episode coming in 2020. So keep listening, folks. (laughs) All right. All right. What else we got? What else we got? Let's keep with Marvel and then we'll switch gears. Okay. So, all right. right, So here, let me go for it. Let me hit you with this. I'll hit you with it because I'm going to keep talking Marvel. I'm on a Marvel roll right now. Marvel Studios, as you know, We've reported on this in past episodes. Marvel is developing limited series for the Disney streaming service coming soon. Uh, and they're plucking Marvel characters that have not been featured in their own solo movies and maybe don't necessarily need their own solo movies or can't carry a solo movie, but they're going to go ahead and give them their own miniseries show. So think think Daredevil, think Jessica Jones, think Luke Cage or Iron Man, except not canceled for those last two. But the good part about this is that they're also getting these A-list actors to reprise their roles in these series. So this is where you're really seeing a big, a big change in terms of, I almost said Marvel superhero shows. Well, I guess it could be Marvel superhero shows, but superhero shows in general. Because like if you look over at uh, the DC universe of TV shows, I mean, you got your Superman, you got your Flash, you got your... Uh, well, I don't know. Who else you got? <laughs> I don't watch those shows. <laughs> You're the expert on those. Point being <laughs> that we have the cinematic super Superman. We have the TV Superman. 
and so on and so on with the DC. But this is the first time we're getting the actors, the established actors and their established roles from the MCU or any superhero movie coming straight to a TV show. Uh, we reported on this in the past that Scarlet Witch and Loki are in the talks. They're, they're in the, uh, the pot to get their own TV show. But the big news, the big news that just came out is that we're also going to be seeing a Falcon and Winter Soldier limited series for the Disney streaming service. Now, before I move on, how pumped were you when you saw this story? <laughs> to be perfectly honest, um, not oh, that man. pumped. Don't tell me you were not pumped. What? Yeah, not what? that pumped. So here's my issue. Here's my issue. I think Falcon is a boring as fuck character in the MCU. Oh, man. Oh, man. I really dislike okay. him. All right. And it's not It's not because he's black, everybody. Okay? I just don't like Falcon. I don't like Falcon. I think That's he's a dumb character. Twice your and maybe it's because of just how he's been written but he's just he's just background filler like he really doesn't have um any business being a part of all that um oh man it's kind of how i feel about about war machine i'm not really a big fan of war machine either and again it sucks because he's black it's not because he's black though man that's (laughs) twice that's twice you brought up the race let me tell you, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna move this conversation into a different wait, direction. Wait, wait, but I haven't talked. Let about me tell you why I'm yet. excited. All right, all right, go, go, go. Hit all me, right. hit me. What, what could you possibly be racist against Winter Soldier? He's Russian. <laughs> you, hate those, you hate those guys. <laughs> he's not Russian. He's American. Yeah, no, 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 no. Here's my issue with Winter Soldier. We have gotten enough plot-driven stories about Winter Soldier. Okay, Winter Soldier. Uh, had his own fucking movie. He basically overtook the Captain America movie. Okay, then and it was that, good. It was. It was good. It was. It was. It was really good. We saw it for my birthday. I remember. Um, and then and then his he was so heavily featured in Civil War. He was like the main reason for the schism. And then the concept of him appearing at the end of of Black Panther, and then him being still in Wakanda for. Uh, for Infinity War, it's like we've already seen his arc. We've seen um, him uh, in his origin. Then we saw him at his worst, and then we saw him get his redemption. We don't need any more Winter Soldier stories, unless we're getting the stories of him while he was brainwashed and doing all the things that made him the the creepy Baba Yaga type character. Like that's the only time that it would be interesting to to watch him. Otherwise. His story's done. His story is done. Baba Yaga. <laughs> I just like that word. Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. Okay, so let me tell you why I'm excited for this. Number one, this is a Falcon and Winter Soldier limited series. So not the Falcon limited series and Winter Soldier limited series. This is a Falcon and Winter Soldier limited series. Now, that sounds good to me because of two reasons. Number one, when they're that scene in Civil War in particular, when they're sitting in the car, and like, can you move your seat up? No, <laughs> just stuff like that. Or when they're fighting Spider Man, he's like, I hate you. <laughs> like, just that, those like back and forths. Those are like the jokes that popped up in my head. So I think it's sort of like an odd couple sort of series with them. 
seems interesting to me. But here's, I thought about this a little, maybe a little more than I really should have. After Civil War, uh, the Winter Soldier got put on ice in Wakanda and didn't wake up until Avengers Infinity War. So either the show is going to take place with the Falcon during the Civil War time or it's going to take place after Infinity War. Now, after Infinity War seems a little interesting to me, just as like the, the, the turn of events that, you know, bring everybody back and maybe how they're dealing with it. Just like that premise in particular seems really interesting to me. And so that, that's why I'm interested in it. Now, I agree that these aren't the most interesting characters. They're not bad to a point where I'm like, oh man, the Falcons, the Falcons back. Why don't you get your little drone, Falcon? <laughs> or, oh, Winter Soldier's back. Oh, you look like that freaking kid from Boy Meets World. Get out of here, Falcon. I mean, Winter Soldier. <laughs> it's late. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. Like to me, it just seems interesting. Like I and they're they're both charismatic enough that I think that they can that having a, a chance to have maybe a six episode or eight episode arc with their characters together. I'm excited about it. So I'm sure we'll come to review it on Geek, so to speak. Uh, But on top of all that, on top of all that, there's also been rumors that Nick Fury might be getting his own limited series also, or at the very least be showing up in these respective miniseries sort of as like the, the, the needle holding the thread, like, like Rosario Dawson was in Daredevil and Luke Cage and and so on. Not so much Daredevil season three anymore because she quit. She was like, this show's too good. I can't be in it. (laughs) Throw back to our Daredevil season three review. Um, I I don't know that I want to see... Nick Fury, though, I don't know if I really want to see a Nick Fury series. Unless unless they're going to let Samuel L. Jackson just just drop those motherfuckers the word motherfuckers that is and like he loves to like if they give me that that samuel jackson nick Fury that they've been holding off on all right i'll take a series of that otherwise <laughs> i think he's better suited to just pop in and out of everybody else's everybody else's shit yeah agreed agreed totally agree with you on that all that absolutely but this is enough it's enough they've they've already got my subscription just like what is as soon as I can start subscribing to this, it's already happening. If I'm going to get these series, boom, it's done. This is a smart idea, a very smart idea by Disney. And kudos from Geek So to Speak. You got the official Geek So to Speak bump. That means it's going to be successful because everybody listening to our show is going to subscribe. That's so, right. There you go. That's right. That's absolutely right. All right. Well, then that's our that's our Marvel related news. Uh, now let's switch. Yeah, gears. there's a lot of Marvel news. Yeah, that's a lot of Marvel news. Let's switch to the other side of the aisle and talk about some DC related news. So this is right. fresh as of today, like legit, probably six hours ago. Um, there was a news article that broke stating that the villain of the upcoming Birds of Prey movie, which is going to feature Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, as well as the introduction Mm -hmm. of two other famous DC female superheroes, and that would be Black Canary and Huntress. Uh, And uh, those characters are all going to form a group called Birds of Prey, 
And they're going to be facing a villain by the name of, and this is a very, very well-known uh, Batman villain, by the name of Black Mask. So um, now, for the, before I say who's going to be playing Black Mask, I want to give a little bit of insight for our listeners who maybe don't know so much about this character. Uh, but Black Mask is the villain alter ego name of Roman Sionis. And he adopted this dark alter ego after he murdered his own parents. And then he started basically running their successful makeup empire into the ground. So he uh, hid behind this mask and he formed this group, this gang, this criminal gang called the False Face Society. And he turned his emotions into vicious actions. Now, sometimes in some versions of this character in comic books, when he puts on the mask, he also has the power of hypnotist. Uh, hypnosis hypnosis so um hypnotist. <laughs> so not sure if that's going to happen in this case probably not because it seemed to be based a little bit in realism but he's sort of the anti-batman because obviously his parents are killed and then he decides to t- to adopt this persona and wear a mask and sort of commit crimes whereas batman is his parents die he decides to adopt a persona and fight crime so it's kind of weird he's like the anti-batman but anyways the character of black mask is going to be played by none other than ewan mcgregor ewan mcgregor me me and mcgregor yeah you you I'm going to be a dad soon, <laughs> so I'm practicing me and McGregor. <laughs> you and McGregor. Yeah, I right, got it. I, can't, I cannot wait for more dad jokes from you. And I, <laughs> oh, I'm practicing. <laughs> but yeah, so he is uh, going to be playing the bad guy, and I don't know how I feel about this one bit. What do you think? Now, you don't that? know. Well, I want to ask you a question. So when you say you don't know how you feel about this, do you mean that you don't know how you feel about you and McGregor playing the part or you don't know about black mask being the bad guy. Oh no, I'm excited. Like, what, for, what's off for you? I am excited that black mask is going to be realized on, on the actual screen as a live action villain. I'm really excited about that, but not excited about you and McGregor being cast as him because I just don't think he's the right person for this. Uh, I actually, okay. I actually think because I know that he he's been in the running for a long time, but also in the running was uh, Char Charlotte or Char, Char, I can't pronounce his name. Uh, it's the dude from um, District Nine, Charlotte uh, Colby. I I gotta look it up. Anyways, keep talking, Wonder Rob. I gotta look up his name. How to pronounce it? Okay. Well, the first thing, <laughs> Ewan McGregor. Every time I hear his name. I, I remember back, I think it was last year sometime, he got into a fight with Piers Morgan. <laughs> and Piers Morgan accused Ewan McGregor of, and if I remember correctly, he called him a pedophile-loving hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I, I hear Hugh McGregor, I'm like, oh, you mean that pedophile lover? Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, allegedly i don't think i don't know that these are actual charges i just always go back to that um ewan mcgregor outside of being a pedophile lover uh to me is very meh like i don't really have any sort of real opinion on the guy because he's just like 
bland. Like it's that's like the best way I can put it. Like I I can't think of one thing that he's really done where I've like super loved him and anything that he's done. Now that can change because I mean everybody is really really like chomping at the bit to get into these comic book movies now now that comic book movies are exploding and everybody wants to be in anything but I mean even the pedophile lovers got to go somewhere that's probably why he was cast in DC. Yeah. Yeah. See oh here's his name. Uh Charto Charlto Copley. Charlto Copley. Um he was in uh Europa Report Hardcore Henry, uh, most famously probably from District 9. Uh, he acted and I think actually also directed it. And also Chappie. He was in Chappie too. Um, I, I, if you look him up, he was also in the running. He plays a lot of like freaking weirdos. I think he could totally make Black Mask fucking menacing. I think he'd be great for it. I really wish they went that route. Because I just, I just think Ewan McGregor's goofy. So... Um, I don't know how I feel about it. Maybe he'll surprise us, but yeah, at, this, at this point, I'm not toast, man. I'm not interested. I am excited though that we're getting Black Mask. Yeah, even though it's in a Birds of Prey movie, I just think I think he's a bigger bad guy that he should be reserved for a Batman movie. But if the Joker is not the bad guy in the next Batman movie, people will riot because like that's. The, the sort of the casual Batman fans, you know, who's Black Mask? That's not the Penguin yeah, <laughs> or, or anything like that. So I can sort of see it's it's probably a good opportunity to get him in the movie because he probably wouldn't appear else elsewhere yeah. or in any other situation. But we'll see. We'll see. Like, I'm a little more interested in seeing Birds of Prey now. I was not particularly interested before. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see you at this point. <laughs> well, all right. Well, let, let's let's switch gears from DC, from anything superhero related, and switch over to science fiction related movies. So, Ooh, um, what you we, got? We got a couple of science fiction stories. Uh, I'm going to mention one real briefly. Nothing crazy going on here, but uh, if you guys were watching The Orville which season one, I happened to watch the whole thing. Uh, it's a Seth MacFarlane created show. Of course, Seth MacFarlane, famous for Family Guy, uh, American Dad, uh, and other things, but uh, most famously Family Guy. Uh, the dude is the starring character as well as the creator and writer of this show. And I got to say, The Orville is a lot of fun. Um, it, had, it started off a little bit rocky. But the concept is it's a, a sort of a Star Trek spoofy type show, but it takes itself very seriously and is also super funny. So it's a show that doesn't really know what it wants to be, but it's it's finding its legs. And by the end of the season, I was like, wow, this show is really, really interesting. They tackle um, really important like concepts and, and timely political issues, and they do so in sort of an allegorical way, just like Star Trek used to do back in the day. So they're they're challenging like stat the status quo and notions and stuff like that, but they're doing so with comedy. It's really entertaining. The production value of the show is kind of funny because there are elements where you're looking at the, the characters and they're like walking around with these, they're supposed to look like futuristic glasses, but they are basically just swell 
uh, swell mugs, you know, like <laughs> you get at like Target, like they're just like stainless steel. <laughs> and then you look at some of the furniture and like, oh, wow. that's, that's clearly an Ikea table right there. <laughs> like you can see like the fake, <laughs> the fake wood grain. Like it's just funny. Sometimes do you, you catch some moments where like clearly they're low budget, but they're not afraid to be low budget because they, they'll spend the money on like some of the special effects. Uh, but it's an interesting show. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I highly recommend you watch it. If you're interested and you want to uh, get caught up, definitely check out the Orville on Fox. Um, and then for sure, there's the new season two trailer that just got released uh, back on the 28th of October. So make sure to check that out um, on uh, your various platforms, including YouTube. So uh, check that out. I highly recommend it. I think it's going to be an awesome season two. They figured it out by the end of season one, which means season two is just going to be a fucking amazing season going forward so check that out all right i have not seen one episode of the oroville i mean orville is it oroville orville it's orville uh because like i'm i'm hesitant to watch it i know you love it i'm hesitant to watch it because like family guy type humor ted type humor just doesn't like sit with me very well not in like a weird way i just like it's not my cup of tea but lately, people have been talking about the Orville a lot, and so I might, I might just have to bite the bullet, bite the bullet on this one, and check I, out the Oroville. Yeah, yeah, I would say definitely watch it, but you're gonna have to give it more than one episode. I would say you're gonna have to give it a few episodes before you can really give it a judgment because the pilot is good, but it's it's really not representative of the show. The show gets way better as it goes, so. Um, definitely give it a few before you make your call on it. So now switching gears, not from Star Trek, but to Star Wars, Star Wars, some news, some kind of really crazy big news that just came out recently and kind of unfortunate as well. Uh, Wonder Rob, were you pretty excited about the Boba Fett movie that people have been talking about for some time now? Oh, no. <laughs> no, I wasn't actually. Uh, I'll, l- let me clarify. There was a time where I was a, a little bit excited, a little bit. But that time has long passed, even before the news on this broke. Even before. Mostly after uh, The Last Jedi and. Solo. <laughs> sure. In particular, solo. Yeah, uh, so, so no. Okay, so then this won't hurt your feelings too much to know that according to the head of Lucasfilm, the movie, the Boba Fett movie, this spin-off that was supposed to happen, is 100 percent mm. dead. There is no chance this movie oh, is going boy. to get made. Um, it's unfortunate, but it's not to be unexpected because we we haven't heard anything for so long. Um, they've mm-hmm. they've talked about this spinoff forever, but nothing has really taken uh, taken off from it. And you know, just like Boba Fett, the script is sitting at the bottom of a Sarlacc pit and uh, not going anywhere. So. This movie is pretty much stuck in limbo and we'll never get to see any future adventures of this bounty hunter or, or others from that time with the exception of the star Wars live action series that John Favreau is putting together called the Mandalorian. So we will get to see a Mandalorian bounty hunter again, uh, this time, not a FET 
So I'm excited. Looking forward to it. I'm I'm looking forward to the Mandalorian. Like I I like John Favreau a lot. I like I like that he's getting the opportunities to really take on a more of a science fiction sort of role in what he's choosing to produce and direct. So I'm I'm actually really excited to see where this show goes. And it's another reason of this dang Disney streaming service where they're just pulling all the or they're not pulling their punches and they're just freaking going balls to the wall on it. Uh, but I mean Solo was bad. It it did shitty at the box office. Uh, the, like I said before, The Last Jedi was also not good. If you really want to hear us not be happy about Star Wars, go back and listen <laughs> to our Last Jedi episode or our Solo episode uh, featuring Roadrunner Robert, another frequent contributor, geek, so to speak. Uh, oh, and Hollywood Daryl, who gets yes. very mad. <laughs> Hollywood <laughs> Daryl when he's mad. That's some good, that's good radio right there for you folks. Um, but yeah, like when, when I found out that this wasn't moving forward, I wasn't surprised. I just, I had like no reaction to this. I was like, okay, fine. One last thing I'm going to have to sit through because it's, it's the parallel or maybe lack thereof a parallel with Star Wars and Spider-Man or excuse me, Star Wars and Marvel, excuse me, where Marvel is just taking off. They're doing three or four dang movies a year now, and it's awesome. Star Wars can't even do one movie a year and and make these good things. And, like, is it just the source material? Is it the people behind it? You know, so many, too many cooks in the kitchen with Star Wars, where Marvel just has, you know, Kevin Feige really overseeing the whole thing. Like, it's really just sad because we've said this before on the show, too, when when, uh, The Force Awakens came out, we loved it. We absolutely loved it. And just to see it sort of go down like this, Rogue One was all right. I'll give Rogue One a little bit of credit. But man, it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a downward slope that they're in right now, man. And so they really got to pull some fucking punches. Or again, not pull some fucking punches with the next Star Wars movie, Star Wars Episode Nine. But I don't care. I don't care Boba Fett movie 100% dead. I'll take The Mandalorian. Done. You can have or it. Or just a DeLorean. Ooh, what about a Mandalorian <laughs> in a DeLorean? That would be fun. Oh, oh that'd be a good bad. Halloween costume. All right. Okay, well let's let's uh let's stay away from movies. Let's let's move into the world of video games, shall we? Good, so, good plan. Uh just this morning, Nintendo released their semi-annual Nintendo Direct, and there was a lot, a lot, a lot of information that was revealed about Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, or as I like to call it, Super Smash Brothers Infinity War at this point, because they're just <laughs> throwing everybody in this game. So the first thing I'm going to talk to you about here, Shaf, because I don't know if you saw this news or not, but I know you're super excited about Smash Brothers. I got, my, I got my pre-order already. There you go. You're one step ahead of me. On that, so we are bringing in some new fighters, okay? So you're getting, uh, let's say, I'll start with this one. Ken from Street Fighter. He's, uh, well, as you may or may not already know, Ryu, or Ryu, if you'd like to pronounce it wrong, is already in the game. But now we're getting Ken. Now, does that excite you at all? No. Having Street Fighter-type fighters 
okay, hey, fair enough. We can move on. <laughs> we can move right on. Now you're getting uh, a big fat Pokemon character. Of course, now I'm, I'm forgetting his name, so I'll get, come back to him in a second. But the one that really made me laugh is that Piranha Plant joins the battle. That's right. <laughs> Just when you thought they ran out of characters, <laughs> they're bringing a potted Piranha Plant from Super Mario as, <laughs> as a character that you can play. Of course, uh, the Piranha Plant won't be available at launch. Uh, it's going to be part of DLC that's coming out from you know mid-2019 through 2020. But Piranha Plant is just above the L block from Tetris of the characters who I really wanted to be in <laughs> Super Smash Brothers. You know what's funny? They release all these new characters, and I don't want to steal your thunder here, but there's one character that they have confirmed is not going to be in it, and there's it makes no sense Uh why. You know who I'm who I'm saying, right? People are people are mad. People People are are pissed off. Yeah, it makes no sense. There's 74 fighters, and in nowhere in this list is Waluigi. 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 <laughs> I was almost Waluigi for Halloween. It was very close. Maybe next year. <laughs> next year. Or when I have a when I have, you know, a, a little one, I'll dress him as Wario and I can be Waluigi. Maybe that'll be our, our next year's thing. But yeah, Waluigi's not in it. He's an assist an assist character. Uh, but that they might change that. They might just be holding on to that and making that for a big final reveal. Um the Pokemon character that I couldn't remember the name of, you probably know because you're a total pokey head. You love to eat poke. Incinerate, Incineroar, Incineroar. There you go. What do you think about that? Professional wrestling themed fire type Pokemon. That's pretty you know cool. That character? No, I don't. I don't know that character. Full disclosure, everybody listening to this, I missed the Pokemon train. Like it just didn't. I, I never watched a TV show. I never played any of the games. Shroff, on the other hand, is a regular Pokey expert. He can name all 151 <laughs> of the original Pokemons. Go! Go! Squirtle, Wartortle, Blastoise, Bulbasaur, uh, Venusaur, uh, Ivysaur, Charmander, uh, Charmeleon, Charizard. You can do it. That's all I got. <laughs> You forgot Pikachu, idiot. Well, he's not. I can't believe this guy. Not in the, the <laughs> not in the first nine or ten. He's like seventeen or something like that. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> but you're getting uh, a nice new round of uh, fighters, just like always, just like they love to show you. Uh, but here's a little bit of news for Smash Brothers Infinity War that makes me a little more interested in getting it now i've said in the past we've talked about smash brothers a couple of times when when it was first announced off of e3 and you know when they're they're dropping little bits of news smash brothers isn't my cup of tea i'm more of a single player type gamer i just like like doing that a little better it just sort of suits suits me not to say that multiplayer games are bad or anything like that again it's just my personal preference and so i've played I've played every single Smash Brothers. Um, Even, you know, I had it on my 3DS. I had it on my Wii U, which was a total waste of money. 
because the, the Wii U is a total waste of money. But they're announcing, or they did announce, a single-player story mode for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, uh, World of Light story mode. Now, this had a little trailer. Did you watch the trailer, Shaw? I did. It was it was electrifying. It was really fun to watch. So I'll, I'll give everybody just a, a little bit of a breakdown on it. You know, it essentially starts off on a, a cliffside. I'm actually playing it right now, so hopefully that doesn't ruin our connection here. But ultimately, there's a, a big cliff with every single Nintendo character just standing on there looking over the cliff going, and I'm paraphrasing, we're going to kick your fucking asses, you giant floating hands. <laughs> there's, a, there's a shitload of floating hands coming <laughs> yeah. after the Smash Brothers characters. All the floating hands come together into one big beam of light and instantly just fucks everyone's shit up. Fucks everybody's shit up. Sonic can't run away from it. Nobody is safe. Even Kirby, he's flying around in his little star being like, I'm Kirby. He gets fucked right in his ass. No, Kirby survives. Kirby's the only one who survives. See, I took it as he didn't make it. It looked like to me he didn't make it. But you know what? The whole thing because he ends up word for it. At the end of the video, he. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm fast forwarding through the thing now. He ends up in this little world of light where he's looking over everything. Yeah. Um, and then it gives you Mario gets cloned and sort of evil version of him. And how can you tell he's an evil version? No, he doesn't have a goatee. He's got red eyes. All of them have red eyes. There's evil versions of everyone. And from the gameplay, of course, we didn't get much, but it it's sort of like it's got sort of a top-down feel to it. So you're going from challenge to challenge presumably fighting each evil version of the character moving forward. Essentially the main core of Smash Brothers is still there. You're still fighting the the main game mechanic, but instead of, you know, just aimlessly playing the computer over and over and, 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 you know, just sort of a, a tournament style fighter. Now there's a narrative to it. And so it seems to me that this is, this is a, a little more interesting uh, I'm reading a little bit of the article here. There's quite a bit going on in the trailer for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Story Mode. Mysterious Beam of Light appears to be capturing characters and imprisoning them in an alternate world where evil clones of them are being created. While the mode looks like it will eventually be involved or eventually involve the entire roster helping to save the day, the only fighter we see survive the Beam of Light is Kirby. So you're right. Okay, fine. I forgot that Ooh, Kirby yeah. survives. And the mode appears to start with our lone hero. So... I'm excited. It's 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 giving me a little bit of hope for this game, and I might have to go down the GameStop and pre-order it. I just might. You might have to because I'm getting it, and we're gonna need to play each other. So yeah, that's true. We are gonna have to review it on here. So ultimately, I probably will be buying it. <laughs> uh, the responsibilities of being on a podcast, folks. Sometimes you gotta not. buy Smash Brothers, and sometimes you gotta see Venom. <laughs> Whatever, you didn't see Venom. <laughs> That's true. I got out of that one, sucker. <laughs> All right. And I'm going to hit you with one last video game story. PlayStation Classic, which we talked about in the past, uh, which is essentially the PlayStation version of the NES Classic, the Super NES Classic. Uh, again, which Shaf and I did a, a whole episode on uh, this time last year, around, around this time last year, where we got our Super Nintendo classics and reviewed the games on there and the console itself. 
But this time we got a PlayStation version, PlayStation 1 version of it. Now, when they announced this before, they only gave us a small handful of games. But now they're buckling down. They're putting all of their cards face up for you so you can see what they have. So here's what we're going to do, Shaf. I'm going to go down this list of games and I'm going to, you don't have, you can chime in on any one of these games if you want, but I'm going to see if this list of games gets you excited. And if you're going to be pre-ordering and going to GameStop on day one, here's the full list of PlayStation classic games. And I might mispronounce this first one, Battle Arena Choshinden, whatever that is, Cool Borders 2, Destruction Derby, Final Fantasy 7, Grand Theft Auto, Ridge, Intelligent Cube, Jumping Flash, Metal Gear Solid, Mr. Driller, that was my nickname in high school, Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey, <laughs> Rayman, Resident Evil, Director's Cut, Revelations, Persona, Ridge Racer, Type 4, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, Siphon Filter, Tekken 3, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, Twisted Metal, and last but not least, Wild Arms. That's what I was called move on. high school. Because <laughs> you masturbated a lot. I get it. <laughs> gotcha. Burn. Burn on you. All uh, right. So what do you think of these games? Um, I think I would rather take a giant dump and then stare in the toilet. Be, and that would be more entertaining because... Uh, I have zero interest in any of this. I, I think these PlayStation Classic games can suck my left nut. Um, I think that the only good game in this entire list is Twisted Metal. And even that isn't as good as Twisted Metal 2 or Twisted Metal 3 or Twisted Metal Black. Not a fan. Not a fan. Tell us how you really feel. I Man. I really could not Man. give I could not give two shits about this this dumb PlayStation Classic. I will not spend a cent on it. You will not see me getting a pre-order. You will not see me anywhere near the game display. I don't care about this stupid stupid system. Is it because you're a Nintendo shill? <laughs> um, uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> There's. Now, granted, I don't feel as negative as you. It can suck both my nuts. It doesn't just have to suck the left one. I'm generous. Uh, but there's there's a, a couple, there's like a very small portion of these games that I enjoyed. Like, did you ever play Resident Evil, the first one? Uh, that's actually, I, I don't know, one of the only ones that. I ever played. Like, that, that game's all right. Now, compared to like, Resident Evil 7, it's going to be pure hot garbage. The control, Resident Evil's controls are terrible. Like the, the original one, you hold the up, like you hold up on the controller and it, you just go in any direction because you know in Resident Evil, the cameras were obviously static cameras and it wasn't a free motion camera. So like up really means you're going down, up means you're going right, up means you're going left. It just depends on where the camera is and holding still to shoot. And of course, the acting. It's so good. The The acting is choice in Resident Evil. Um, oh, I remember the, I, that, they got that one guy who was like, um, oh my god, what is it? Blood. <laughs> and he like has this like long like, blood. Jill. 
Don't open that door. <laughs> you are almost a Jill sandwich. Or my, he might have said pancake. <laughs> You're almost a Jill pancake sandwich. Ah, eh, whatever. <laughs> I think the game deserves a little bit of credit, but not so much that it's, again, making me want it. Uh, Final Fantasy VII. Personally, I've never played it, but I know that game has a special place in a lot of gamers' hearts. Grand Theft Auto, I played a lot on the PC, the old school top-down version. I don't know that I could sit and play it anymore. Again, because video games are just so much better now. Yeah, that, that game would be hard to play now. I remember playing that game in the arcade, and I was mm-hmm. like, "There's only I can only play it for so long. Like, it's just, it's not as fun, that top-down format, compared to like an open-world version of Grand Theft Auto, you know? So, just not as big a fan of that. Yeah, uh, let's see what else do we got. Metal Gear Solid, a lot of people like that. Again, not for me, even though I love stealth games. It was just the series itself was a little convoluted in the story, and I couldn't enjoy, I couldn't enjoy it. I always would always get lost, and so I, I, I haven't played any of them since the original Metal Gear Solid. Uh, let's see, Tekken 3, meh. It's okay. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. I've always been a big fan of the Rainbow Six games, but I never played that one. Um, the only one on here that I played and that I actually enjoyed out. Well, there's two actually twisted metal, but odd world apes, odyssey. I liked that one. Um, go, I never had a PlayStation growing up, but I would either go over to my friend's house who had one, or I would uh, go down to blockbuster and rent that PlayStation. Cause that's what the cool kids did. <laughs> like part of me wants to get this only as like a video game completionist, but I don't think I would play it. Like, I think it would just, it would be more like a, the collecting. Because I play, I played my Nintendo Classic. You know, I played through most of the games. And then I stopped. Same with the Super Nintendo. But the Super Nintendo one has a little more replayability. Because there's actual, like, full-length games. Like The Legend of Zelda on there. You know, Super Mario. So there's a lot more to do. But, like, this. I, I don't know. Like, part of me only wants it for the collection. But I doubt I would play the games. Yeah, you know how I feel about it. <laughs> I'm actually surprised there's no Tomb Raider in it either, because Tomb Raider was a huge game for PlayStation, um, as well as uh, as well as Gran Turismo. Like that, that was a huge game for PlayStation. I don't understand why some of those aren't in there, unless it's just licensing rights. So, yeah, it might be licensing right. Instead, you're getting Jumping Flash. So, I hope you like Jumping Flash. I like Jumping Jack Flash. Isn't that a Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> That's all we got. <laughs> what if that's an easter egg you never know Ooh, could be could be could be well uh folks know, but that's, that's it for your playstation classic and that's also it for our geek news today right yeah yeah Man, we, we powered through that that was a lot of news all right well thank you so much everybody uh that's our uh that's our geek news for to dizzle All right. Well, that's our episode. Thank you so much to all of our subscribers for listening to us on iTunes as well as SoundCloud. If it's your first time, make sure you hit that subscribe button. That way you know about all the content as soon as it comes out. And also, just like our current subscribers, if you really liked us, please let us know. Rate us and review us on iTunes or SoundCloud, whatever is your preference. Wonder Rob, tell us about where they can find us. Well, first and foremost, you need to find us on Facebook, Geek So To Speak podcast that's geek so to speak podcast we have a blooming 
growing community of fans at the Geek So To Speak podcast fan page. (laughs) And it's updated on the daily with all the geek news that you're going to want to know. Plus, of course, all my witticisms, all of Shaf's witticisms, and the rest of the geek fan base. So you definitely want to join. Again, that's Geek So To Speak podcast on Facebook. We're also on Instagram, Geek So To Speak podcast, where you'll find plenty of awesome content, maybe nudes. You'll have to like it to find out. (laughs) Probably no nudes, though. And last but not least, you'll find us on Twitter, Geek So To Speak PC. That's Geek So To Speak PC. That's right. That's right. Make sure to follow us, like us, share us. Tell everyone. Tell your friends. Tell your grandma. She wants to know this. She doesn't tell you, but she wants to know. Now, definitely, you're going to want to tune in next time. So please stay tuned for our next episodes. Same geek time. Same Geek Channel! Have a good one, everyone. We'll see you next time. I love you.